Okay, we're in uh, Joshua chapter 23 and 24. Now it's the last in this series. We've jumped all the way through uh, Joshua, right to the end of Joshua's life. He's 110 years old. Uh, let's, and we've had, so far through Joshua, remember we've had Joshua at the start, um, where God says to him, Moses is dead, now you lead Israel, be strong and courageous. Um, then we looked at uh, Israel crossing uh, the Jordan and God setting up memorials for them so that they could remember what God had done when he, when he parted the waters of the Jordan and they walked across there on um, dry land. Um, and then we looked uh, too at Moses, uh, Joshua's encounter with God where God says, you're on holy ground and remember, it's not about us, you know, you versus them. It's about my kingdom and what I'm doing and there are no sides. And today we're... Uh, We've fast-forwarded through the, through the conquest of Canaan, through all of Joshua. You can read that um, yourself if you want to. This is how the book of Joshua ends. Joshua 24, verse 33, Eleazar, son of Aaron, also died. He was buried in the hill country of Ephraim in the town of Gibeah, which had been given to his son Phinehas. Which seems like a, a, small, a, a funny way to end this whole um, story except that you remember that Eliezer is Aaron's son. Aaron was Moses' older brother who was born a slave. He'd been a slave for 83 years or thereabouts when God tells him to leave Egypt and find his long-lost prince brother, Moses, in the wilderness. And together they believe this promise of God to rescue Israel from slavery, take them into the promised land. And here is Aaron's son who's presided over the priesthood for Israel and he's buried in that land that God promised. This is the point of the end of Joshua, now that God delivers on his promises. And the, the verse before that is even more telling, verse 32, the bones of Joseph, which the Israelites had brought along with them when they left Egypt, were buried at Shechem in the plot of land Jacob had bought from the sons of Hamar for a hundred pieces of silver. This land was located in the territory allotted to the descendants of Joseph. Remember Joseph? We looked at Joseph um, a few months ago. I don't know how long ago. Time's blurred. Remember when we talked about Joseph and we said at the end of Joseph's life where he said, don't bury me here. I want you to carry my remains to the promised land. God is going to give us a, a land for his people. And I want to rest there. I want my bones to rest there. 360 years they waited in Egypt since Joseph died. 40 years wandering the wilderness carrying Joseph's bones. 20 plus years of conquest of Canaan. And now they lay his bones to rest in Jacob. Jacob was Joseph's dad in the plot of land that, that, where Jacob was. This is the fulfillment of the promise of God that Joseph believed all the way back there that God was going to deliver his people to this land. And Joshua too, the verse before that again, verse uh, 29. After this, Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. They buried him in the land he'd been allocated at Timnath-Sarah in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. Um, Joshua had been strong and courageous as God had called him to be. Now he was laid to rest in the land God had given to his people. Before he dies, though, Joshua gets all of the nation's leaders together and he delivers his farewell address. Um, I was told this morning, I sent out an email for this service for the online prompt for people saying, Joshua's farewell address. And somebody said, is Josh leaving? <laughs> I said, no, this Joshua. And his farewell address. Um, 
It's a rousing, heart-thumping, powerful message. And Joshua uses it to call the people to respond. And we're looking at it today because the truths he reminds the people of Israel of are still true for us today. We worship the same God. And the response he calls for is the response that the Spirit of God calls us to today. So I hope this morning that we hear it that way and respond as they did. I'm just going to pray towards that if you join me. Father God, we, may we hear this as if we were there and feel your words stir our hearts and show us the way forward in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to go back to the start of Joshua 23, where Joshua where it introduces this last um, couple of speeches that Joshua gives to the people. Uh, 23 verse 1. The years passed and the Lord had given the people of Israel rest from all their enemies. Joshua, who was now very old, called together all the elders, leaders, judges and officers of Israel. He said to them, I am now a very old man. You have seen everything the Lord your God has done for you during my lifetime. The Lord your God has fought for you against your enemies. I have allotted to you as your homeland all the land of the nations yet unconquered, as well as the land of those we have already conquered from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. This land will be yours, for the Lord your God will himself drive out all the people living there now. You will take possession of their land just as the Lord your God promised you. Um, I don't know if you saw this in here. Uh, I am now a very old man. Um, verse 3, here's the summation of my lifetime among you. So this is, this is his swan song, if you like, of all these years. Here's, my, here's, my, um, here's what I want you to hear. I've been your leader for all of this time, and here's the memory of, of, what, of what I've overseen here. And this is it. Look what God has done for you. That's Joshua's lifetime. Look what God has done for you. And not just God, not just my God, your God. Look what your God, the Lord, your God has done for you. This is his summary of leading their army successfully for three decades in countless battles. The Lord, your God, has fought for you against your enemies. In verse 4, we get to what Joshua has done, what he has for them, what he personally has for them. He says this, I have what? I have allotted to you as your homeland, what? The land yet unconquered. You see that? This is Joshua's contribution to them. I promise you the things that are not yet. This, This is a faith statement from Joshua. Look what God has done. And I have allotted to you what God will do after I'm gone. Because God delivers on his promises. And then Joshua goes through, you can read that in verse, uh, chapter 23, he exhorts all the leaders and the elders and the judges and the officers of Israel to hang on to God, both hands, that's my um, paraphrase, cling to God, cling tightly to God. Be careful um, to love the Lord your God. If you, you know, don't chase other idols. Don't deviate this way or that way. Don't depend on anything other than God. If you, if you look away from God or get pulled away uh, from Him, you'll get ensnared. You'll lose this land that God gave you. So cling tightly to the Lord your God and be careful to love Him. Um, he says, I'll die like everyone does on earth, like everything does on earth, but you know that every promise of the Lord your God has come true. Not a single one's failed. 
Then he calls all the people in from, the, from all the tribes of Israel, all gathered together with their leaders. Chapter 24, Joshua summoned all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, including their elders, leaders, judges, and officers. So they came and presented themselves to God. Joshua said to the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. And he starts this way. Long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River, and they worshipped other gods. All the way back to Abraham. And then he goes through this litany of speaking um, from God. This is what God says. Of how God has provided for and led and guided and, and moved in his people up to their present day. How God took Abraham and led him to Canaan. How God gave him many descendants through his son Isaac. How God took Jacob and his sons to Egypt. How God sent Moses and Aaron. How God forced Pharaoh to free them. How God protected them from the Egyptian army in the desert. How God defeated their persecutors in the Red Sea. Uh, Joshua reminds them, with your own eyes you saw what God did there. Then you lived in the wilderness for many years. Then God fought to give you the land east of the Jordan. And then God sent terror ahead of you and fought for you to defeat Jericho and all the other armies that came against you in this land. Joshua says to the whole nation of Israel, here's the important thing for you to remember. Ever since Abraham ever walked on this soil that we stand on here, God. Before Abraham even got here, God. That provision of the son to Abraham, God. That, 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 the patriarchs and Jacob and what happened in that space, God. The, the, the blossoming of the nation as a big people, lots of people in Egypt, God. The Exodus, God. The Red Sea, God. Every amazing thing and victory in our legacy or in our life is God. And everything we've experienced in our lifetime here, Joshua says, God. He winds it up like this, still quoting from what God says. It was not your swords or bows that brought you victory. God says, I gave you land you had not worked on. And I gave you towns you did not build, the towns where you're now living. I gave you vineyards and olive groves for food, though you did not plant them. This is the reminder from God. And here's Joshua's response to that reminder from God. Joshua says, so... Israel, fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today who you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Uh, you might be familiar with that verse. Uh, when I was a kid, we, uh, my uncle like, etched that in grape in this solid chunk of wood. And we carried it around wherever we went as a family. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Anyone else have that kind of floating around in their house? Yeah, <laughs> This is where it comes from. Joshua's farewell address to uh, the people. Uh, you hear this in this address. Joshua says, you've got a choice today. Because you don't have to serve the Lord. You can go back to the things you used to trust and depend on before you knew the Lord. You can get distracted and seduced by the gods of the land you're walking into. But as for me, says Joshua, as for me and mine, we will serve the Lord. This is wisdom from Joshua. Despite being the leader of this nation, when it comes to allegiance with God, I can only do me. I can only do me. I can't speak for you. 
I can't believe for you. I can't trust for you. None of us can for anyone else. And we're all faced with this choice. Do you want to go back to what you used to trust before you knew God? Or if you like, you can just adopt the belief systems of this new world that you're walking into. Just start blindly trusting whatever new ideologies gain popularity in society around you. You can do that or you can serve the Lord. What do you want to do, Israel? What do you want to do, people of God? You've seen what God has done. See, for us, we know the truth of the death and the resurrection of Jesus. God in Christ, on a cross, pouring out his life in love for us, winning us back to himself, defeating death, offering us eternal life. Look at what God has done. For us who've experienced the forgiveness of God, and we know ourselves clean without shame or fear. That was beautiful this morning, Anne, that introduction to communion. Remember what God has done. For those of us who have experienced inclusion in the family of God, and for those of us who have matured beyond that now and are able to freely offer inclusion to others because of the shift in our own hearts towards love, towards others, remember what God has done. All of us in this community worship with old Christians. Um, I'll say old Christians in this context. Joshua is just about to die, so he's older than most of us here. If I can use this. All of us, we worship amongst old Christians. People above 70, 80, 90-year-old believers who can testify to the grace of God all their long lives. Who can point to all the people they've helped and loved and prayed for in their long and faithful life and say, it was God. Who can point ahead to the time beyond when they die and say, it will be God. Because he keeps his promise. We have this legacy here. We who know what God has done. We who see his work ongoing in each other. So what do you want to do, CCW? You want to worship the stuff you used to before you knew God? You want to swallow the prevailing thought of whatever 2021 Australia culture throws at you? Or do you want to serve the Lord? Only you, only you. can choose. Verse 16, the people replied, we would never abandon the Lord and serve other gods. For the Lord our God is the one who rescued us and our ancestors from slavery in the land of Egypt. He performed mighty miracles before our very eyes. As we traveled through the wilderness among our enemies, he preserved us. It was the Lord who drove out the Amorites and the other nations living here in the land. So we too will serve the Lord for he alone is our God. And then Joshua pushes them. I don't know if you really want to, you can read that. I don't know if you really want to. They go, no, no, we do, we do, we do. We will serve the Lord. Joshua says, verse 22, you're a witness to your own decision, Joshua said. You have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, they replied, we are witnesses to what we have said. All right then, said Joshua. Here's what he's been leading to. Here's the kicker. All right then, Joshua said, destroy the idols among you. And turn your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. You feel the heart of Joshua here? I'm just about to die. I'm looking around at my community and at what God has done. And I'm seeing these idols creeping in 
into our culture, into our people. And so he says, everyone, remember God, 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 God. And, and beyond me, God. You know, you can serve other gods or you can serve God. Now, we want to serve God. All right then, lose your idols. If you mean it, if you really mean it. If money's become a greater security for you than God is, then drop it. I don't mean give it all away. Just stop trusting it. More than God. Hold it up and go, God, it's all yours. He probably won't ask you to give it all away. But if he does, he'll still look after you because he's God and he keeps his promises. How are we going to serve God if we trust the feel of social media more than we trust his word? I'm not dissing your Twitter feed here. I'm just saying, go to God before you go there. If it matters more what the prevailing feel of your social media feed is, if that matters more to you than what the Bible says, if that informs you about your values and what you should think more than the Bible does, then drop that idol. And hang on to God with both hands. Lose your idols and joyfully cling to God. The people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God. We will obey him alone. Then Joshua wrote it all down as an agreement and he recorded it in their history and he got a huge stone rolled up there beside the tabernacle said, this stone has witnessed everything that God has said to you today and if you break your word, this stone will testify against you. What's Joshua doing here? As many reminders and prompts and and accountability things as he possibly can to remind people what they decided in their hearts for themselves that day. That you said that you were going to serve God. And then he sent them all home. Then he later died at age 110. And here's an interesting footnote, verse 31. The people of Israel served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him. Those who had those who had personally experienced all that the Lord had done for Israel. Not those who'd borrowed the faith of their parents, not those who had, who had heard about this and liked the idea of it, those who had personally experienced God. This is so about you and God. This is so about your Heart before God. This is about who you want to worship. This is about who you want to trust. This is about who you want to follow. Who you're going to cling to. Who you're going to depend on. Where your security is going to come from. Who your hope is in. Who holds your future. Who tells you who you are. Like, who are you going to serve? This is what this is. And God offers this life to everyone. All the time. And it's up to us now. It's an opt-in deal. Now, I know we're not all here, so we can't respond like Israel did. But because this is an individual choice here, we, we can respond wherever we are. Here, or if we're watching at home, um, we can respond. This is how. First of all, if you're in your 70s, 80s, or 90s, 
Um, if you're in your 70s, 80s, or 90s. I say that twice because sometimes people who are struggling to hear tell me, I can't understand you, Danny. So I said that twice. If you're in your 70s, 80s, or 90s, and God has proven himself to you, and you know that God will keep proving himself to people after you're gone, you stand now. You stand. At home too. If you're in your 70s, 80s, or 90s, we can't see you, but God can. And this is your testimony of your heart. You stand. If you're listening to this and you're driving, don't stand. And if you're in your 70s, 80s, or 90s and listening to a podcast in your car, go you. That's fantastic. Let's pause now to praise God for these examples to us, this legacy of faith that is in our midst. You can clap. You can go, thank you, God, for what we have. And for, the, and for the rest of us, what's our choice today? The old idols, the new enticements, or the one and only God? Joshua says, I'm going to serve the Lord. I say, me too. I want to serve the Lord. What do you say? If you affirm this, you don't have to. And don't do it because we've got music playing and I'm going, rah, 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 rah. Think about it in your heart. You want the idols you used to have? Do you want the enticements of our culture now? Or do you want God? If it's God, then you stand. You stand with me now. And we'll pray together. And again, if you're driving, just go, yes. Or if you're infirm and you can't stand, just go, yes. And I'm going to pray for us. Father, we know that there are enticements and distractions around us. But we've heard your reminder today. And we recognize all you've done for us. And we trust your ongoing love for us. We will serve you. We will. In Jesus' name, amen.